Hello and welcome to Ask Launchpad, the careers podcast brought to you from the careers team based in the Launchpad at York St John University. My name's Matt, one of your careers advisors in residence, and joining me today is Crystal Deborah Acoli, author, careers consultant and founder and MD of Vorai Coaching. Crystal, welcome. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for letting me come on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. I've been so excited ever since we met and I heard that you've got a podcast. I'm going to be picking your brain about that shortly. Um, I've been dying to get you on. So thank you so much for for coming on today. No worries. Now, normally when we record a podcast, I'd usually be in the SAM booth on campus. But obviously, as we're recording this uh, during the lockdown, we're broadcasting from our own homes. So (laughs) thank you very much for that as well. So a very warm welcome uh, from my spare room. In terms of, um, obviously, we've mentioned the sort of lockdown and the, the, the sort of position we're in at the moment. Um, a lot of people are referring to it as the new normal. I know that um, Chris Webb, who's a careersy colleague um, at Sheffield Hallam, has just released a, a podcast actually called The New Normal. Um, so, Crystal, what does the new normal normal look like for you at the moment? Well, at the, more, at the moment, I'm still able to do my role. It's, it's pretty much the same. Um, in that I still speak with clients um, through through teams and things like that um, and I just get on with my work so it's it hasn't changed that much in terms of my workload but what has changed is the fact that I can't go out you know Um, yeah exactly Exactly. you know which is which is awful um, because I'm very sociable and I like to go out Uh, it's given me the opportunity to have more of a routine and have more of more control over my work and my day so for example um, I'll have a a morning routine so I get up I pray I give I give I give thanks because hey you know you know tomorrow's not promised Um, that's the first thing and then I work out so I did a Pilates uh, session today that sounds great that's different. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say, was it difficult? <laughs> I think having a routine definitely is is um, is helping. I think when I the first few days, uh, I'm not going to lie, um, I'm still working, obviously. So um, I was sort of sleeping in, and I know I knew that sort of I was working from downstairs, my living room. So I knew that I could have an uh, sort of an extra sort of 20 minutes, half an hour at sleep, and then uh, be really sort of leisurely, um, and then literally roll out of bed, shower, and then downstairs. But actually, it really it was difficult sort of breaking that routine. I think routines mm-hmm. great, and I think you're right in terms of um, doing things like uh, Pilates and yoga and uh, mindfulness it's all really useful in helping us sort of to navigate and to cope during these um, difficult times I suppose. So you've mentioned um, those few there in terms of my next question is basically what are you doing to maintain good mental health and I think um, one of the things that I've uh, found uh, particularly difficult is is what you've said in terms of um, not able to go outside and it Mm -hmm. feels like a lot of work which works great but it feels like a lot of work and and less around the social stuff so um, what have you been doing to sort of maintain good mental health during this time? Yeah, so aside from the morning routine I've just mentioned, um, I go on daily walks. So I know we're allowed one piece of exercise a day. That's what Boris Johnson has told us. Um, So I happen to live next to some woods. So I just walk in there with my husband and then we come home. So I find that that's really good because, again, it's it's good for you to just just take a break from from work, really. Mm. Um, Also... as I mentioned before, I'm quite sociable. So I will jump on Zoom, speak to friends, speak to family, check in on people. Yeah. And because I think that is very important. That's pretty much how I take care of myself. And don't over I don't overwork. I do No, exactly. 
exactly <laughs> and i suppose i suppose sort of set yourself some really sort of strict time scales and i suppose with yeah. whether you whether you're working or whether you're a student i think it's really important to take that time away from study and t- take the time away from work um and i think the similar to yourself one thing that i've been doing is um through uh, amazing technology like zoom and skype and and ms teams is uh, connected with my family and friends and um we've started doing sort of quizzes every sort of saturday night and oh. taking it in terms to create the quiz which has been really good i've realized crystal how competitive i actually am um so the ugly side of uh, <laughs> of me um but also things like baking so um I sort of I, yeah so I always I've always liked cooking um and I've always loved watching things like Bake Off and and uh, I love sort of cookery programs and uh, I collect cookery books so I'm around sort of food um a lot of the time but I've never really tried baking that much because it really is a herd sort of like a science you've got to get it right it's it's sort of a fine line between having a really beautifully risen loaf and being flat as a pancake so I've sort of I've sort of uh, stayed away from that quite a lot um until recently um so I've been making loads of sort of focaccia lots of Italian sort of bread um I made a French fuga sort of a, a garlic and a chili and rosemary one the other day oh I think um, I saw that on, on yeah your I saw that I was yeah envious. It was it was beautiful. It's so good. Um, so that's what's helped me to keep sort of level head uh, is is getting involved in in the kitchen. Um, I might be sort of I need to exercise more because obviously all this bread is taking its toll. So I've got to get, get out like <laughs> in terms of uh, exercise. Um, but like doing things um, sort of to help us through it is is really important. And I suppose it's worth mentioning as well um, that I know we're in lockdown. It's really difficult at the moment. Um, but I know Matt Haig uh, posted on Twitter recently about uh, we need to acknowledge that it's not just about lockdown. We need to maintain good mental health and be more mindful and continue to do the things that we love more often, um, both in and outside of lockdown. So um, to so people listening uh, take obviously what uh, Crystal and myself are saying and hopefully find something uh, that you love and keep doing it and keep sort of um, being thankful for, for, for what we've got. So as I said earlier uh, I've been so excited to get you on the podcast uh, ever since we met and actually you've got your own podcast as well don't you the Change and Trans- Transition podcast. Yes I do. So tell me about that what inspired you to uh, start the podcast? This let me just let me gosh I can't even remember right no I do so I changed careers. So I was a lawyer, actually. That was my first career. And then for other reasons, for many reasons, I decided to to become a careers consultant. The podcast is pretty much focused on how to make that transition, because I know it's something that a lot of people may want to do. I'm not saying that just lawyers, but a lot of people may want to change careers for a number of reasons. Mm. And so I I just started to do it really I just would talk about it and then over time more and more episodes started to come out and uh, there was a bit of a following so yeah I, I that's how it came about really and I'm still doing it now. Would you say when you first sort of set out was it was it very much for yourself when you first set out and when you realised there was a bit of a following and I sort of people want to know about uh, the changing career that's when you sort of stepped up a little bit? Yeah so so what I used to do was I used to write a diary I'd call it the career changer chronicles <laughs> I like that and I like that yeah that's that's what I did during that process because it was for me it was very challenging and very hard um because I guess as a lawyer I, that I felt that was my identity it was hard to to differentiate between me as a person and me as a lawyer and so that was one of the things I struggled with and so I wrote down my thoughts and I could slowly see how the transition was working um and again, I could learn that I could learn from it and, and help others to do the same thing. 
I'm sure a lot of people feel trapped <laughs> in their work. Exactly, exactly. And I think uh, one thing that I um, talk to students um, a lot about in sort of during lectures and one-to-ones is that career um, or the idea of career isn't linear. It's it's not. It's often not one straight path. And we've got to try things out and see if they work for us. Um, and I think one thing that you mentioned about um, uh, your sort of legal career is that you felt that it, you had the fancy title but no fulfilment and I suppose that really highlights that we all have our own values and drivers um, within our career. What would you say that that career didn't necessarily offer you or what, what were you sort of um, wanting to gain from your career? Brilliant question. So I think it did give me the, the confidence to I guess stand up for myself and for others um, but what it didn't give me was a space to be creative. So as you can imagine, law is very much black and white. Yes, you know, you can kind of <laughs> go, go a little bit off topic, but not very much. Mm. Um, and I'm someone who's very creative. I like to pull things from all sorts of different directions and create something new. And um, the legal field didn't really give me the ability to do that or the space to do that. Um, what else? I do think it was too intense as well. I'll be honest, it was the kind of law that I did. It was mental health, housing, family law. So it was the real gritty stuff Yeah, yeah. where you do see people in the most desperate situations. And, you know, I think when people do go into that work, there's they, they really believe in, in what they're doing. And um, some people may have even been through some of these situations themselves or can somehow relate to it. Whereas for me, maybe I couldn't. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it was a bit too harrowing for me. I'll be honest. That's a really, it's a really interesting point you make there, um, because it, it, I suppose you're right. It's about that experience, and I think to an extent, um, obviously the skills that you have obviously counted a lot towards the, the role that you were doing. Yes. Um, but like you say, it's ultimately it's it's um, it does relate to sense of identity, and, and I suppose you've got to you've got to feel like you you're aligned in some way to that role. And like you say, if 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 it does feel harrowing and does feel um, really difficult, I know one of my um, previous roles that I had um I was working um on the front line um supporting people in quite a sort of low socioeconomic area um back into work that was that was sort of my first role in uh, careers and employability and that was really really difficult it was it was supporting individuals with uh, drug and alcohol addiction and people who've encountered um domestic violence and domestic abuse in, in the home and and that's what's really hindered them from from taking the chance and, and thinking about their career so I, I get that in terms of um it, it's it's really harrowing stuff and uh, you've got to figure out what you want from your career and, and, and what you want from 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 that role that you've got and figure out whether whether it's that ultimately does that sound about right I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head that's correct mm -hmm. and I think also you have to be honest with yourself too I think I think I had an idea that it the career wasn't for me but I just felt I had I had to do it because I'd already come so far. So I think there's also something in that as well. Mm. I was going to ask you as well, when did you when did you first aspire to work in sort of the legal sector or first aspire to be a, a solicitor or a lawyer? I think I was about 11. My uncle said that I talk far too much. And so for that reason, I'd make a really good lawyer. And then that was it. I just, <laughs> I, just I love that. I love that. That was the only reason. <laughs> but no, that that was it. <laughs> but I think, as you've said, when you when it's so young, when it's aspirations from eleven, it does imprint in your sort of aspirations for the future. It does imprint into your identity. Mm. So I think perhaps if you hadn't have pursued it, you may have felt unfulfilled. The fact that you hadn't explored the avenue or area um, that you that you wanted to go down so so badly. And I think. Um, 
I, when you said about it, the, the 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 career wasn't creative enough or didn't have that creative outlet, mm-hmm. I think I've got a very similar example, but mine's almost the opposite. So um, I sort of found myself. Um, I always say once upon a time, a few, it feels like a million years ago now, but I um, I once trained to be a kitchen designer because I uh, felt super, I am super creative. I felt super creative at the time and I was looking for um, a creative uh, outlet and uh, kitchen design gave me that. Um, but of course, uh, being creative wasn't the be all and end all of, of uh, kitchen design. It also involved really hard sales and lots of really um, sort of sizable targets to meet. And that wasn't the person I was. So I love sitting down with um, with individuals and people and families and creating a really beautiful uh, kitchen or um, bedroom or bathroom that they were proud of and that they really wanted, uh, giving them sort of their dream at home, I suppose. And although I love that area and that part of my job, um, I had line managers that were saying, Matt, you haven't, you haven't, um, you haven't put £50,000 in the till this week um, and what what you ended up doing was sort of adding things to people's orders that they didn't necessarily need so adding things like uh, Bluetooth speakers to elderly people's kitchens which didn't it felt quite immoral to me that it didn't it didn't sit well with my values so quite quickly I realized that that wasn't for me and that inspired a career change so I think I agree with you in terms of we've got to try things out we've got to see if they work for us um, and then use that I suppose moving forward to inform where we go with our career next yes so during that time, obviously, you learnt a lot um, sort of um, with your legal career and um, sort of the thoughts that you were having. Obviously, you set up um, the, the podcast, um, but you also wrote two books as well. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> tell me tell me about those. What was the sort of inspiration? What sort of uh, made you feel like you wanted to, to write these books? So the two books, um, what they don't tell you at university and what they don't tell you when you graduate. What was the um, what was the sort of inspiration for writing those? Right. So. I when I joined when I started university I did not have the best time um it was difficult because I was the first person in my family to go to uni and I had no guidance and I was studying a really difficult topic which had words in it that I just didn't understand yeah so that that was I just found it very difficult to manage the entire situation and through speaking to lecturers and and other people at the university I worked out how to do well so the first year I got a third by the time I finished I, I got my 2-1 um, and I was I was thinking to myself oh okay well how can I help other people so that they can do well from the beginning and not have to go through what I went through um, so I just started to put all of the information together it was just meant to be a document to give to to new students but then I thought why not make it into a book and yeah things just kind of went from there um workshops sorry go on yeah, I'm gonna say that must say that must that says so much about your character. I think a lot of people would have maybe acknowledged that it was difficult and sort of found their own way through and 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 like I say that that change that you sort of um made is incredible. But to take the extra step and 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 put a guide together, or even even if it was just a document together for other people, that says so much about your personality and who you are as a person. Um, but of course, workshops and other things. So tell me a bit. Tell me a bit about what sort of came after after the book. After the book came out, um, I put together workshops to try and help people to understand what university is about, because I think if you understand that, then it's easier for you to to transition Mm -hmm. into it. Um, So I pulled other people into it. So I think the the mayor of London's office and the student loans company dragged them into it. (laughs) Um, And then it ended up turning into a, a yearly conference. So I did that for a couple of years with those 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 people um and then 
And I was doing this alongside law school and my training contract. So <laughs> I know it's crazy. I don't know how on earth I did it, but I just I loved it so much. And I had help from from friends, from family. Um, and that's actually how I ended up meeting my husband, because he designed the website. <laughs> wow. OK, I didn't know that. I know. I know. Um, but nothing was going on back then. Uh, so <laughs> no, 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 no. So, yeah, that's how the first book came about. And and all the other things that came with it and that's when I realized oh okay I'm good at this but I'm in a legal career what do I do yes and that's I suppose got you got you to sort of start thinking about okay what's next where do I go from here um what would you say sort of obviously from speaking to students and and speaking to graduates um was there sort of one particular thing that they were sort of really nervous about or uh, or one sort of really common misconception that they had that you sort of supported with that came up time and time again yes I think that students don't realize how big the transition is so at at school you're kind of guided with everything right but when you get to university you're pretty much left to it here are your books here's your timetable that's it work it out on your own yes you have you have uh, people you can speak to but that takes courage doesn't it so I think it's trying to explain that to students that's the common thing I saw I think as well that you're right in terms of the transition from sort of college or sixth form to universities is a huge one but equally the transition that students sort of final years at the moment are facing is is a huge one as well and I think for many years sort of what what's expected next or what the next stage is in the process um, sort of comes sort of um, I suppose second nature in terms of after school you're then considering sort of a sixth form or college or apprenticeships and then after that it's sort of okay are you considering university and I think right at the end of university that's the first first time that a lot of students are thinking oh my gosh I'm not sure what the next stage is in the process and that's what comes up a lot with with me in my role in terms of um, I do encourage students to come speak to us and say talk just just talk to us about what you've got uh, got in your mind and um, one of the sort of biggest misconceptions I come across is that students have to have a really formed idea when they come to speak to us and actually that's not the case like even if you've just you've got a little bit of an idea or maybe no idea at all what you'd like to do with your career just come and speak to a careers advisor come and speak to the careers team and let us help you to sort of um, sort through what you're going on in your mind and maybe provide a different point of view or support um, with what you're thinking and what you're going through. And I suppose that leads me to some of my next question is um, obviously at the moment um, we're sort of in the current climate of COVID-19 and um, obviously a lot of final year students and students in general um, are really quite worried and apprehensive around sort of the next stages. What advice would you give to students and graduates at the moment with, with what's going on right now and then thinking about their career? Look, we are in difficult times. We are in uncertain times. So it is going to be more challenging. So I think that's something that that we all need to just accept at this time. However, I do think that there are opportunities whenever something you know terrible is happening. There are always opportunities from that. Um, so there are sectors now that are looking for people and it may not be your first choice, Mm. but there are so many transferable skills that you can learn from these places Mm. and you, you know, you can go there and learn. And if you decide that you still want to do something else, you can pivot. It's just that, you know, I know it's not ideal for people because it's not what they plan to do with with their lives. But um, I think that's my key message. But also I think that this is life. You have no idea what is around the corner. And so this is a great opportunity to build your resilience, which is something you will use for the rest of your your career and your life. Mm. So being adaptable at this time, I think is is really, really useful. 
I think that's fantastic advice. And I think you're right in terms of um, sort of industries and sectors that are um, uh, sort of have got opportunities such as like supply chain. So um, obviously the big supermarkets at the moment are, are really keen uh, to sort of get make sure there's enough food to to, 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 to put food on uh, everyone's table. So things like supply chain, um, there are lots of opportunities around that area. So even if uh, that's not the area you were interested in, and that's just one example, of course, um, as as uh, Crystal says, can you can you try that out? Can you see if that's going to work for you? Can you uh, gain some transferable skills from those opportunities because there are jobs out there um it's just a case of sort of looking for them um one sort of key message i would say is try not to worry now that that's easier said than done and um by me saying not to try not to worry it's like telling water not to be wet of course you're going to worry um but try not to worry to um to a state that you, you really panic in. Um, what I would say is um, remember sort of expectations versus reality. So do your research, assess the situation. Um, I know in our mind we sort of build build up an idea of what um, sort of finding work um, uh, sort of amid um, COVID-19 is going to be like, but actually do your research and assess the situation. How many jobs are available? What jobs are out there in particular, as, as Crystal said? And equally, as, as, as we've mentioned, if those uh, roles aren't currently hiring, think about what you could do in the meantime. So um, yeah, different roles will allow different uh, skill sets to be developed, uh, but there's also things like um, you could go on courses. So so uh, in the meantime, um, we've got obviously at York St John, there's the Microsoft Office Specialist courses that you can do through us, but also LinkedIn Learning um, is, is a huge one as well. So you can access uh, totally free LinkedIn Learning uh, using your uh, York St John University uh, login details. Um, but finally, I suppose my, my sort of biggest piece of advice would be um, to use the DOTS model. Now, I promise you, I'm not going to sort of talk careers theory um, at uh, Crystal and uh, at you all uh, right now. But uh, the DOTS model is built up of uh, self opportunities, uh, decisions and transition. So consider sitting down, mapping out your self concepts. So think about your skills and your strengths and your values and your motivations and, and what your sort of personal brand looks like. And then look at what opportunities are actually out there. Do your research and make a list of all the opportunities opportunities you can you can you can find after that we're only one human being so we can't do all the opportunities uh, although we'd, I'm sure we'd like to um, so we've got to make some decisions on which opportunities that we found fit your self-concept and that's what Crystal uh, was talking about in terms of um, sort of trying to find the skills that you want to develop um, and which opportunities can, can provide you those and I love I don't know about you Crystal I love a pros and cons list so I love sitting down and uh, sort of figuring out what the good bits and the bad bits and making a really good um, sort of robust career decision that you can uh, be confident about and then finally the transition so actually you uh, looking at the um, opportunities that you've whittled down and um, making that transition for applying for those roles and I think to be honest Crystal you've, you've uh, given some cracking advice there in terms of your flexibility and that's really important and, and I think resilience is, is really important as well it's a key message that this is going to really develop your resilience and allow you to to take that forward and to use that in the future. Can I add just one more one more point to that? Of course you can go for um, it. I also think this is an opportunity to develop an entrepreneurial mindset. The reason I say this is because um, if you are using your time effectively, maybe to solve a problem that you see, then I think that's a good thing. So, for example, I saw a problem that, that students <clears throat> might struggle with university the way that I did if they've not they've not got people to guide them. So I created something that could help other people. What is it that you could do? You know, is there is there an issue that you could talk about on YouTube? Is there a blog that you could write? Is there a podcast you could start? 
the reason I say that is because, again, there are skills you will have to learn from that that would be useful in any business that you end up joining, business, um, charity, anything, really. So that would be my suggestion as well. That's not a great suggestion. One thing that we talk to students a lot about um, is sort of writing a blog just generally. So when it comes around to applying for roles that require you to, um, uh, to sort of uh, create content, you've already done that. You've already done that for your own blog and you can provide the URL link so employers can look at your blog. Yep. So as Crystal says, why don't you tr- use this opportunity? Really, I can't believe I'm saying the word capitalise, but really capitalise on the situation that we're in. And there's a problem in front of us. And how can we solve that really good point? Um, Crystal, thank you so much for that. And that leads us really nicely uh, speaking of entre- entrepreneurial skills into your business so um so this week uh, very excitingly you launched your new business so tell us about um Varai coaching and where does the, where does the name come from all right so Varai coaching is is a career changer well it's not just for career changers but it's it's a career it's to help people to work out what career that they want to do and I do tend to focus on career changes because I feel that I can add value there. Um, and what Varai means? So Varai actually means spider in Lithuanian. Ah, I like that. I like that. That's yes, yes. And the reason why I chose that is because spiders have silk right inside them and they use it to create somewhere to, 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 to hang out, to catch their food. If you try and hit a spider, then they're going to throw up their web. And so, it, you know, when, they, when they're falling from the ceiling, they have a softer landing. And I thought, hmm, okay, well, we as human beings have stuff inside of us that we can use to work, to be able to get home, all of these things. Um, so it's about developing that that silk, I guess, within people yes. so they can build what they want. That's the concept. I really like that. Makes me it sound was, smart, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> it does. It <laughs> like does. I have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> and you do. Obviously, you do. Um, but I, uh, so I study language and linguistics. So whenever I sort of uh, hear about sort of uh, meanings of that sort of words in different languages, I'm all over it. So I love, I love the, the sort of name of your business. Um, so, so what, what inspired you to start the business, and, and why now? Why now in particular? So in terms of what inspired me, so I currently work with. Um, students are similar similar to you, undergrad students, some master's students um, in a university setting. But I also really wanted to work with people who were changing careers because, well, people that want to transition into more meaningful careers. So quite similar to what I did. And I don't think I was, I had that opportunity where I was or where I am even. So I wanted to create that um, for myself but also I just know that there there are people out there who want who want that assistance and I've done it so I'll give them everything that I can to help them to do that so that's what inspired it and also I, I actually really enjoy running businesses so with the, the two books that I, I had I pretty much ran a business and did and did workshops even um at, well, with corporates as well so I just enjoy that maybe I'm crazy maybe I like working too hard I don't know I love that no I love that and I think I think it's finding I suppose it's being really honest and finding what drives you as 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 an individual and as as a person so um when I speak to uh, students and I sort of say um okay what does success look like for you what does success feel like for you and um sometimes they look at me as if to say oh my gosh I can't believe you just asked me that question that's a really big and broad question but it's thinking about what success means for you as an individual. And as you've said, if you love sort of working, working hard on your own brand and, and the service that you can provide and you love working full stop, that's going to sound like a really good fit for you. So um, that sounds 
Excellent. Um, and um, in terms of, uh, as you mentioned about career changes, I really love working with students, as I know uh, you do as well, Crystal. And I think one of the uh, one particular sort of student group that I really love working with in particular is mature students, because we can talk about um, all their previous work experience, the journey they've come on and where they are in their sort of mindset at the moment. So what's drawn them to go back to um, uh, sort of higher education and study at this moment in time? Where have they come from? What did they learn? they've got this wealth of skills that they uh, can apply to a new role in the future and I think it's very similar to yourself in terms of uh, the thought of um, working with career changes is utterly rewarding and seeing the difference that you can make to their lives and what they can make to their lives is 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 incredible so if you're a York St John University student and you're considering starting your own business, you can get support from the Launchpad Careers Team um, and the Grads Director Programme. And we can support you not only with seed funding, but also with the mentoring and the, um, the, the knowledge that you'll need as well to successfully run a business. So do get in touch for uh, more details. Um, so finally, Crystal, what I want to ask you is, um, what does the future bring for you? What's next? What's next? So you've, you've, you've done the book, um, you've done two books, um, obviously you've done a wealth of workshops, you now kick-started your own business. What's what's next on the horizon for you? That's a very good question. Um, I think just, just growing it really, just growing the business. I just, I guess I just want to see how far I can go with this and yeah. how many people I can assist. Who knows, I might end up moving countries one day I have no idea <laughs> yeah yeah that's really interesting that's really yeah interesting. I, I can't tell you I don't know yet finally probably final final question um and it's a tricky one and I'm sorry for putting you on the spot but it's a question that I love asking um if you could give one piece of advice to a 16 year old crystal starting out today what would that be it would be to just accept who you are and what you are and just just run with it rather than trying to fit into something that people expect of you. That would be the advice I'd give to 16-year-old Crystal. I love that. I think we can all learn a lot from that, actually. That's, uh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, well, that's it. Thank you so much to Crystal for joining me today. If you've got any questions about anything we've discussed, please get in touch with us by emailing careers at yorksj.ac.uk. Thank you so much, Crystal. No worries. Take care. Stay safe, take care, and look after each other. Speak soon.